Hey, so just a quick note, I lost my microphone, my wife and I moved, and that's why I haven't been recording so many episodes, and why the sound quality doesn't sound as great. So when we settle in and I unpack, and once I find it, hopefully I can pick up where things were, but if not, I'm going to have to buy another one. So excuse the sound quality on the episode today. But today I'm talking with Dr. Sebastian Wynn. He's a licensed clinical psychologist, and uh, he obtained his PhD from McGill University. He received training in acceptance and commitments therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and as well as emotion relationship-centered approaches. He's a qualified teacher of mindfulness-based stress reduction. I studied with him personally at University of Massachusetts. That's where I met him, and he's he's just a great person to speak to about all this. So um, he also received his training in mindfulness-based cognitive therapy from the Center of Mindfulness Studies. So there's a lot to learn from him, and I hope you all get a lot out of this. All right. So one of the questions I have is, how does mindfulness support your work as a psychologist? Pardon me, how, how does mindfulness? How does mindfulness support your work as a psychologist? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good in so many ways, I guess, you know. And, um, well, certainly, for one, um, you know, in my work as a, as a, as a therapist, um, just just there, you know, like my, my practice supports me in so many ways. For one, it helps me, um, I guess I can use it in a way uh, to, to remember to care for myself, um, you know, just between clients, say, um, remember, it could be something as simple as just kind of, uh, you know, go refresh or, uh, you know, have a bite, um, do some stretchings, uh, just, you know, whatever information kind of uh, seems helpful to listen to. Um, when I kind of check in between clients. Uh, so that's, that's one way. Um, it, of course, helps me while I'm with clients. Um, helps me kind of stay tuned with myself, trying to stay empath- empathetically uh, tuned with them as well. And um, kind of helps me uh, stay grounded, uh, especially when I need to, not to be too conceptual, Although, you know, there's something to be said about that and that's certainly a helpful tool as well, but um, kind of just noticing simple things like their body language, tone of voice, very important information like that. Um, Can I, can I comment on? Oh yeah, please. So you mentioned two things about self-care and being grounded. One of the things that I do is I teach continuing education to mental health professionals. Nice. Different universities. And um, what I teach is mindfulness-based stress reduction specifically. Um, And one of the questions that I get a lot is people saying something along the lines of, you know, they want to be able to show their clients how to use mindfulness and not so much about them using mindfulness. And the analogy that I use is a guitar I, I usually start by saying, imagine you all had a guitar in your hand mm-hmm. right now. If I were to say to you, you know, this is the 12th fret of the guitar, this is the E string, if you put your one finger on the third fret, that would be a G chord, then you probably can't in turn go teach your client how to play guitar. You have to first learn it yourself. Right. And I think that's um, 
I, what I heard in what you were speaking about self-care and groundedness is using the mindfulness yourself mm -hmm. as support you as a therapist and it in turn helps the clients. That's right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Exactly. So it's, um, so, so that's certainly one of the ways, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's helping me because it, as, as part of the possibilities you're having on, on the, on your map, so to speak, while being with a client, if, if, and so far as we do that, sometimes we just, you know, check in with ourselves like, well, you know, this is a good question what they're, what they're trying to work with, you know, how, how would I go about this kind of thing, you know, in so far as we can relate and, um, and sure if we, if we're not in the habit and, you know, this is, I don't mean to say that, that I'm always, um, managing to care for myself in, in the best of ways as, as, as I'd like to, but certainly, you know, whenever I can remember bits of what it feels like or, or what I would, what I would do for myself, you know, I think it's a, it's a nice, it's nice to have that on your map, so to speak. Um, and, um, and also, you know, just, just, I mean, that, that'll sound probably obvious, but the more, the less I need to, care about myself because I, you know, I'm lacking focus or whatever, because, or I'm hungry or, you know, I'm sleep deprived or I'm just like, my brain's just too fuzzy. Well, of course, the less, uh, the less easy it is to, to, to have a presence of quality with my, with the client or whoever you happen to be interacting with. Right. So, um, so the, these are two ways that certainly uh, that I would tend to see like mindfulness would be very helpful for. Yeah. Uh, another question I had is, um, how does it serve you in your in your relationships? I guess that could be client relationship or personal relationships. How does your practice, what you've learned about it, your training in mindfulness, how does it serve you in your relationships? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful one. Um, again, I guess there's so many things we could say about that. Um, yeah, sometimes my questions are they're big like that, but I like. Um, I like when somebody starts by answering, there's so many ways we can go with this. Cause that's what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's great. Um, um, okay. So what comes to mind for one is, uh, you know, let's say you're trying to work through something, you know, there's a misunderstanding or is there a conflict? Um, you know, there's, or, or you don't even know what's going on, <laughs> but you're feeling something's not right. <laughs> and, um, I guess one of the ways, one of the powerful ways and humbling ways mindfulness helps me is to, uh, you know, remember that one of the options is to just take my time and, and kind of have some patience to try to figure it out together, kind of stay in the not knowing, kind of, well, you know, the, the title of your podcast is like just beautiful. Just wandering together. Can we, can we just like not strive to you know, figure out how I am or how you are or, you know, whether who's right or, you know, just like, um, yeah, taking our time. And that could even be between interactions because, you know, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't necessarily fix it or, or resolve it the first time around. You know, sometimes you need some time apart and then you just, um, that could be true for personal relationships that I have, but also for uh, in clients, you know, you, you may be trying to help them with something and it doesn't come clear the first time around, but then, you know, thinking about your case between sessions and then you have a sudden insight because you just allowed yourself to, to keep wondering and to, and to keep opening up to uh, unsuspected avenues and uh, to let it kind of simmer just a bit. So, um, 
yeah so just this yeah 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 that was a like a mumble jumble of, <laughs> of ways to answer your question but, but, good, uh, but yeah just, question but one of the things you said in there if, if, I, if we can highlight it mm -hmm. that um sustaining i think something along the lines of sustaining not not knowing right what do you mean by that well it's like when when i'm um you know when when you're when i'm hitting say a spot where things doesn't seem to flow anymore like say we don't understand each other or you know there's a disconnect of some sort um that tends to coincide with uh, kind of a, a knowledge that i may be holding on too strongly to or just gonna it's kind of a a belief or whatever so whenever i hit kind of this snag just like oh well you know could i could i could i revise some of that stuff you know could i could i call some of that into question could i um examine my assumptions here you know what does that process look like for you? Like when you are checking in like that? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's hard to describe. I'd say uh, probably some things along the lines of what I'm doing right now, I guess, you know, just to, to, to not say much, <laughs> you know, and to, to check in with... Um, well, emotions, you know, emotions are, are often hard to, to see at first because they're not kind of quite palpable, at least not for me, uh, not immediately. And so, yeah, it, uh, you know, it's, it, that, that may sound like a truism, but it, it's helpful to have a bit of silence and kind of slower pace to, to, to see more clearly this kind of information. And, mm. and oftentimes when, when I get more clarity about this and when I, I find the right word, to verbalize it, to share it, then not always, but you know, oftentimes, oh, hey, this this was kind of the the missing piece of information that that helps kind of uh, unlock something or kind of, of, of um, yeah, get back to, to, to kind of a, a grounding that's more from which it's easier to communicate and to connect and to understand each other. So, so that sort of thing. So that's. You know, some say the assumption is like, well, if I'm going at it cognitively or intellectually or whatever, um, well, the assumption is here that, you know, that's, that's how it's about, this is, this is what it's about, or this is how it should be um, gone about. But actually, you know, there's a whole other realm of, of information that I've probably overlooked at that point. You know? So okay. that's, that, that's sort of an assumption. I mean, that's one, one assumption, but there could be so many others, of course. Yeah. 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 Another question I have is, what is like a common theme in your, the question I've written is, what is a common theme in your mindfulness practice lately? I guess what I mean more is common theme in your life. Like what's something that's coming up for you in your life? Mm -hmm. um, lately I've been, uh, I guess, reflecting a lot on, well, I, I don't know quite how to describe this, but how to, how to, you know, kind of what, what an active stance I should or could play or infuse uh, my, my, you know, the, the causes that I, that I believe in, um, like say climate change um, or fights against climate change to, and, and how, you know, how, how does mindfulness fit into all that, so to speak, you know? Um, and 
depending on how you depending on how you you approach your practice depending on how i i define it depending on how i see my role in it you know there's there are times when you know it's unclear like okay i being a caring person to myself to the world kind of thing okay it makes sense that i don't want to care for the planet say just to take one example but but then when it gets to ways to do that you know how much how much of a stance should i take you know you know to 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 be to be kind of assertive in a way in in some stance um there 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 sometimes i'm wondering like is there too much of a strongly held position there you know and and then is that is that mindfulness consistent you mean is or do you have too much of a strongly held position yeah exactly you know that's that's something i grapple with myself because what we were just kind of talking about before is like assumptions you use the word assumptions and then wondering together like Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there is another way of looking at it so i have a hard time knowing uh, or locking down any belief at all right i i want to make sure that i'm considering all the angles like i (laughs) I, somebody was talking to me about something uh the other day about a radicalist um there was some like violent radical movement and Mm -hmm. they were saying you know, that, that those people are wrong. And what I was saying in my mind and what I said to them was like to them, this more progressive belief system is, is wrong. And like, mm-hmm. how, can we, how can we say that there is a, is a truth? And I guess what I, what I came up with in my own line was um, one of them is harming other people and one of them is not. So I guess it becomes sort of like buddhist in that it's like um not causing harm to others yeah and this sort of went in a different angle here in the conversation but i don't know what what do you think about what i said and maybe related to what you said about your stance on climate change yeah no, i think that that's great i mean uh, I, th- I think that's a that's a helpful way to, to to look at it so you know so so indeed like if i if I use as a premise, okay, so let's, let's have as a rule, as a general rule, like let's not harm, that makes sense, right? And so, um, but then at some point, you know, let's say, let's, say, let's say you're trying to make a mindfulness, mindfully informed choice for the environment, but then, okay, so then you might be help, end up helping someone, but not helping someone else, right? It always depends, like, there might be... Uh, multiple interests at play right there might be multiple people at, at, at risks of being harmed or helped uh, or, or you know who, who has the, have the opportunity to be helped so when, when you get or at least when i get or maybe i'm just overthinking that sometimes probably do but um when, when i'm trying to consider things from every possible angle as, as you've as you've hinted at right it can it can become quite rapidly it's hard to fault them, you know, it's hard to, it, it, it almost like it's, it stops me from taking any action or, 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 or committing to any decision because there's, it's so complicated, you know, yeah. it's, it's so complex. And it's so, and at some point, you just, at some point, you just got to take a stance and just like, you, you can go incrementally, you know, you can go interactively and you can readjust as you go, of course. But, um, yeah, but, it, but so that, that's part of the, it's been on my mind and I like the challenge of it, but it, it can also be quite um, a tricky 
a tricky path to, you know, to follow, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I see being like encompassed under the tremendous umbrella of mindfulness is like this beginner's mind, right? This openness to learning something new. Right. It almost feels like if at any point I lock down a belief that I'm closing off mm. and, and then what, like what you said, it can, it can be hard to take action, but I think in some ways there's a mindfulness of even, there has to be a mindfulness of even that, like, like mindfully taking an, an action, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. No, no, exactly. Exactly. We're really wondering together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's great. And and actually, you know, that that's that, this is actually something I was going to say. You know, that that one of the ways, you know, amidst all this these uncertainties and knowing what's the you know what course of action, if there's even such a thing. But you know, um, is is through this this kind of dialogue. You know, so it's like just just like uh, acknowledging my own limitations in perspective and you know my own biases and in, instincts in, in and and values and whatnot. Um, I think one of the ways I've, I've, I've at this point, what I thought I found helpful and probably well-informed is to kind of correct for those by engaging with as many different-minded people as possible, um, you know, with the hope that, we're, we're, you know, collectively we're going to arrive or near something that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's kind of where my thinking's at, at least. Um, these days is this whole notion of dialogue you know yeah well i um i don't know if you've heard there's um the i think it's called now it's called the making sense podcast with sam harris and it's basically like conversations like this and right. and hopefully coming to some understanding through dialogue and that's the whole point of my podcast is that i'm not trying to come into any of this with a there's no, it's not that one of us is imparting knowledge on the other person, it's that we're wondering together. So we're asking really big, vague questions and the conversations take whatever path they do and maybe mm -hmm. there's some insight in that. And that's very much informed by my mindfulness training as well. It's like asking these questions and being open to um, look at it with beginner's mind, look at it with um, an openness and maybe there's something I can learn in this conversation or in, you know, any of these conversations I've been having on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. And, um, and it makes sense, right? Cause it's like, to me at least, cause it's those, those, those issues that we're grappling that we're trying to, you know, get a stab at are, are so complex, you know, where they're so multifaceted. They're so, you know, so, it's of course you know it's hard to to impart any kind of one blanketly applicable truth and 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 kind of cover everything that's need to be covered um it, you know in, in in a podcast say or even like in a let alone a sentence or whatever so it, it's it's gotta i guess it's gotta come from uh, more kind of a you know six um repeated approximate i don't know how to call it but successions you know approximation you know approximations repeated approximations and then as we go we're just kind of fine-tuning the thing and then we're, we're kind of arriving at something that makes more and more sense and that's more and more 
um, exhaustive and kind of uh, comprehensive and, and, and nuanced in the way that it probably should be. And uh, so it's, um, it's a cumulative endeavor, you know, and it's, it's, it's impossible to do it alone. I try to do that all the time and it just like, I get lost in it. I lose people in it. So it's just that So yeah. when you do it together, I think it's like, it's, 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 it's more, much more digestible for one. It's also more uh, enjoyable because we do it together. It's, it's bringing people together. And so, yeah, at least, I don't know, at least that's the way I'm going about it. I guess these days that's, that's been on my mind. And, um, I know as we're talking about it, I guess it's, it's interesting because when we, think of practice we often think of you know formal practice like you know on the on the on the cushion or which of course is, is a great part of it but when, when you when, when you look at it more broadly and of course this, this that could fit into what we sometimes refer to as informal uh, practice but this just applying the same attitudes to uh, out there you know and in, in, even in terms of the topic you're discussing or the way you're t- discussing those topics or um, so I love those practice. You know, I think I think this is being my, with my clients. I think is is a practice uh, for me when you're just sitting together and and, and trying to connect and relate mindfully. Um, it's, it's so rich. You know, there's so so many opportunities for practice there. And uh, to know I, myself, yeah, to know. Then, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's it. Oh, so yeah. I, I just uh, I jumped in there because I'm getting inspired. What, one of the things right. we're, we're saying, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. Oh, the, the formal practice, right? Right. About how there's like this practice on the cushion. Um, I went for a walk today on my lunch break, and I learned traditionally to walk in meditation without any music or anything on and just, just pay attention to my feet on the ground. And today I decided that I was going to listen to music while I was walking. And it felt different than the formal practice that I had learned. But I had this moment of like recognition that it's not wrong. And that why couldn't I listen to music while I'm doing my walking meditation or even just calling it just a walk, I'm just right. going a walk. And that is formal it is informal it's just like that line blurs between formal and informal one thing that i'm dealing with lately and maybe you can help um, make some sense of this is like i you know i go for this walk it's a 30 minute walk and i'm listening to music and i'm feeling my feet on the ground and i'm teaching an eight-week mbsr course right now and mm-hmm. one of the things that i I'm doing is I assign the homework, the formal 45 minutes. And the way that I learned from my teacher is that when we assign this 45 minutes of meditation, we are to also do 45 minutes of meditation a day. And I'm thinking like, so I've assigned, it's week three of the class or something. So I've assigned the body scan or whatever it is, but I'm not doing body scan right now. I'm doing walking meditation. Mm -hmm. And there's like a tension in me of, is it right? Is it right. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? But this is what's serving me right now. What my, what I feel like I need is a walking meditation. So there's mm-hmm. that tension of, you know, what is right and what, what I need. Mm-hmm. Does that make, does that make oh, sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I don't know how, how much what I'm about to, to share will actually map onto what you, you know, the experience you've been having, but, um, you know, what comes to mind is, is, uh, you know, should is an interesting, uh, word, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I was, I was, I was recently with a student who, uh, you know, sharing, uh, you know, I think it was part of, um, an MBSR class as well. And, you know, and then the, the student in question was sharing that um, as part of the, as part of the challenges he had, he was encountering through the practice was that um, he couldn't, you know, find the time or make time to, to practice, but that he, he would constantly feel like he should, you know, and, and should, especially for therapists, you know, uh, depending on what, how you're trained, but it's something that you're not necessarily encouraged to reinforce, right? It's like, you know, oh no, should, should not. Well, you could, sure, but you necessarily should, right? It's like, don't pressure yourself too much. Um, but, but when you take it, you know, when you go beyond semantics and, and you kind of look at it from a different angle, one of the reflections I was having, like, you know, maybe it's okay sometimes to feel like one should, you know, can that be a possibility too? Could that speak, say, to um, something that I value, something that, that matters to me? You know, that's, a, that's the code word for it matters to me, but hey, I kind of didn't do it, so you know, it doesn't have to come from a place of being uh, pressured or that, you know, you're going to be, you're going to have your, your wrist slapped if you don't do it or something like that, but could it just speak, you know, that sense of disappointment say, or, or in his case, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly what the, the emotional tone was, but some, something, something of that kind of tone on the, on that continuum. And if I trusted that, you know, if I, if I trust that this was telling, trying to tell me something important to me, you know, could that be a possibility? Instead of just discarding it as, oh, no, should, oh, should you know, should not necessarily, it's not about should, so, you know, uh, let's kind of discard it. Um, and of course, it depends on the case. You know, it, it depends on the, it's a case by case thing. So sometimes, probably, there's no need for a should, right? But but just more discernment, I guess, as to, as to that, I thought it was interesting. So uh, back to your thing about right, you know, and, and, and sometimes that is, that is right. And, and you're the one in, in a position to know that, of course. But, um, uh, but for me, certainly, there are times when I, I would set out to have a certain practice or, or, or feel like I should, quote unquote, do it because that was I was told, that was I was taught kind of thing, um, probably for good reasons. Right, um, but but do those reasons always apply, uh, or, or does it apply right now? Let's say, and and of course that's a, it's not going to be the same answer. But uh, yeah, so I actually don't know how. Yeah, <laughs> if, that, if that reflected <laughs> any of what you said, I probably lost you there. But uh, um, no, I don't know. So what I often say with my clients is, um, I'll ask a question and then they'll answer. And then they'll say, I don't know if I answered your question. And I said, whatever question you answered is more important than the question I asked anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I feel strongly about that. But listen, it's, um, I think we should, um, we should move towards wrapping up just in the sake of time because I, I usually will have like a, if we don't have some structure, right, some formality, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be here talking for three hours. But um, I, w I wanted to, I don't know if you have any um, blog or any, any type of thing that anybody who's listening, if they wanted to hear more about some of your work, like where they can go to mm -hmm. 
either read your work or, or you know, just read more about you? Do you have anything like that? Uh, for the moment, I uh, can't say that I do. Uh, I haven't been um, working so much on that front. Uh, you know, I myself uh, am a, a kind of a fairly new uh, therapist, you know, kind of. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm just really... Uh, starting to really establish my practice and and so well, I have three percent of the listeners on this podcast are in Canada so if they happen to be in your oh, you practice that's cool that's great to know yeah yeah um, well you know not not that this is just on me but if they want to know more about the the kind of work we do at the, the place I work at certainly uh, they can check out uh, you know its website at www uh, dot mindspacewellbeing.com um, that's one way of, of kind of knowing the kind of environment in which I, I, I grow and I, and I learn and I have an immense pleasure to, to, to work in and um, but yeah in terms of like personal websites or, or uh, blog for now you know that's uh, that's been on my uh, wanting to do list for quite some time but uh, yeah I would read it if you oh, will well, yeah, thanks you know, but then. also I think like Maybe we can leave it at if people listening want to hear another conversation with me and you. Sometimes yeah. I have requests like, uh, "Can you talk about this?" or maybe "Can you talk with this person?" So right. maybe we'll we'll take it from there. Absolutely, sure. That'd be my it'd be my pleasure. You know, I, I just like you, I could go on like for hours talking <laughs> about that stuff. Yeah, you know? well, I think that's why I love being a therapist because. It doesn't feel all that different to me. Like, it just feels like I'm wandering together with people all day, which is just totally feeds my passion. Yeah. It, that's why it totally serves me. And I think that from what I know, uh, from what I've spoken to you in the past and today, we, we're sort of have that similar um, appreciation for this dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I felt, I felt that from me the moment I met you. And, you know, just uh, it's always such a pleasure to hear you. Um, speak in you know in our learning environment and um, yeah such an easy natural accessible vibe and uh, and and thanks for the work you're doing I think that's great you know it 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 asks very I think important questions uh, but also in a way that's very relatable and and accessible um, for us you know growing teachers and and kind of uh, therapists as well for that matter and and just human beings really so I think that's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, and uh, yeah, I, I got to, I got to listen to as I was telling you a bit of your other podcasts out there, and yeah, this is just great. It's just great, you know, when you, when you tell, um, you know, a thought that you had or analogy that you know that you've been pondering with. Um, I think that's super important, and it's the small things like that, you know. And they're not small, but like I think, to, anyway, to me, that spoke really much to me. And uh, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, oh, and one for your um, the, the, the graph of your podcast. I think this is beautiful. It's the graph. Know, yeah, the the little bird. The little bird. The, the bird. It's, it's. I mean, there's you know the flower bird kind of is, invokes for me freedom, while you know. Anyway, just captures the whole spirit of it to, for me, and I think this is brilliant. So, thank you. Yeah, well done on that one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that the reason I chose the bird was because of that freedom. And okay, when I think of freedom. When I think of a bird, I think of freedom, and I feel free. And I this this conversation 
these conversations I'm having is hopefully a way for me to, and for us and for people listening and people that I'm talking to, to feel more of that through this dialogue. Right. Great. Well, but I'm glad you like, you totally picked up on that. Like the word that I thought of when I picked that bird was freedom for precisely. Well, I think that says a lot about how good an illustrator you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so keep it, you know, keep doing what you do. It's amazing. Thank you.